Birth of a New Earth. I'm here for another week. My name is Janice Barcello, and we're going to have a very interesting show. Once again, dear friends, before we get started, I want to ask you please to support the station with donations to keep us going, keep us on the air, keep the information flowing. There's not a whole lot out there like what we're sharing with you. So if you place value on this, please dip into your pockets and contribute. To the station and to me, if you will, because I could really use the help right now. I've taken on a lot with this new um, living situation, and I do fear getting in over my head financially. So any anybody that's willing to reach out to help, it would mean so much. So we were talking with Julie Lapine last week, and I learned about her through my friend Keith Cutter, who I've had on the air before. He is somebody that's very knowledgeable about um, EMF remediation, and so I want to welcome him back. Keith Cutter, are you there? I am here, Janice. Welcome back. I'm so glad to have you back on the show. I know when I had you on before, people were um, thankful for the information that you had shared. So I guess I want to I want to start today with um, because we talked with Julie last week. This concept of what's called electromagnetic hypersensitivity, where they call it EHS. So my feeling, and I think yours is the same, that this is a really bogus label. Can you talk about your perspective about what the medic- how the medical establishment has labeled this and yeah, why it is bogus? Well, that's, that's a really interesting question. And I think that um, just before we get started talking about this, I think if you control the language in any kind of a discourse or a debate, if you can control the language that's used during that debate, I would say that you're halfway there to winning that debate or um, enforcing your, your view. So I, as you know, um, am made sick by non-native EMF. And when you start going down that path, people want you to believe that the problem is with you. Yeah. <laughs> that the problem does not have to do with the reckless spread of man-made electromagnetic radiation. It has to do with you because you're, you're sensitive. You're too darn sensitive. You're hypersensitive. 
So I look at it a bit differently. I look at it as when you introduce an environmental toxin into a population, there are going to be people who become symptomatic and suffer first, and there will be those who become symptomatic and suffer last. And I look at the non-native electromagnetic fields as, at best, an environmental toxin. So we're deploying this environmental toxin into our homes, into our communities, into our places of worship. And there's an abundance of, of scientific literature, maybe we'll have a chance to talk about some of that today, that would indicate that at best it is an environmental toxin. So I think particularly for people who have discovered their own sensitivity, all that means in my mind, and I'm not a doctor, this isn't health advice, but all that means um, from my perspective is that they've been able to correlate exposures to whatever environmental factors and their health. So in the case of what we're talking about today, you have people who have made that correlation. They... Uh, feel sick after they go to a place with Wi-Fi or whatever, and then they're able to realize that that's happening over and over again. So anyway, I, I feel so strongly about this issue of not labeling ourselves and others within the community who are the first to become symptomatic as hypersensitive. That's That carries no more water than cyanide, hypo, you know, hypersensitivity. Right. So as, as you know, in my um, podcast, I called it for the first year reversing electromagnetic poisoning. Right so that, those are some of my thoughts on that. Well, that's what it is. It is poisoning. We are undergoing radiation poisoning. And this is on a 24-7 basis for most people who are foolish enough to bring wireless devices into their homes and carry them on their bodies and drive around inside microwaved vehicles as well. So, yeah, this is poisoning us, our whole earth, of course. We've already talked about that. But you're so right. What the medical establishment is doing is trying to twist it around with the language, and this is what that cult does, right? They twist the language to make it seem as though we are the ones with the problem. Because we are the ones who are conscious enough and sensitive enough to immediately feel this without overriding what we're feeling in our bodies, in our brains, yeah. you know, getting headaches and neurological problems and heart palpitations and the flu repeatedly several times a year out of nowhere. You know, all of most people would prefer to remain in denial about what's causing this. I mean, I have a neighbor right now who's very sick with what he's claiming is a virus or a flu. In the meantime, he's got a smart meter on his house. You know, he's got the Wi-Fi going. He's got his phone on him all the time. 
this is what's causing the problem. So I agree with you. I really appreciate how you worded that. The manipulation of language needs to be looked at, you know, just as they're manipulating the language around gender right now. You can't be male or female anymore. You have to be something other of a hundred and some odd names. The manipulation of the word autism instead of neurologically damaged. Oh, they're just neurodiverse. They're on the spectrum. What spectrum is that? The electromagnetic spectrum that they've pulled out of the flipping air? That's totally a man-made spectrum because as you say, these non-native, meaning alien, not part of our earth, have been placed on a spectrum. And so have the children that have been damaged <laughs> by these frequencies. They're also on the spectrum, aren't they? Any thoughts about that with autism, Keith? Well, gosh, you know, I feel like we need to be most careful about how we're exposing our young ones. And I think that it's terribly important to consider that even before birth, even before conception. And there are, there are traditional practices where people would prepare themselves uh, before conception. And you know what? It, it seems crazy, but we're talking about this electromagnetic radiation and it doesn't know that your home is your castle. And you mentioned earlier the, the wisdom of controlling the environment in your home. Don't allow wireless technologies. Don't use a smartphone. Get a wired phone. Don't allow smart appliances. If you're able to opt out of your smart meter, otherwise uh, shield the smart meter. So I think all of these things speak to the near radiation sources in your home, and so we need to start there. But unfortunately, with regard to electromagnetic radiation, it goes right through standard building materials. So if you're living in an area that has cell phone service, and I can remember when I was younger and dumber, Janice, and I thought, having cell phone service was a good thing. And I've come to realize what it means is you're in a foreign electromagnetic environment. So, yeah, I would, um, if I had it to do over it, well, in, in the day that I had my children, we didn't have all these sources that we, that we do, but what would that look like for young couples to abstain from any radio frequency radiation exposure prior to conception? What would it look like for them to have a more natural electromagnetic environment inside of their home after delivery? So these are some of the things that I, that I think about as I think about protecting our, our most vulnerable and our youngest members. First, this is a core piece of my work, Keith, because I do all kinds of work around um, helping people prepare themselves, ideally preconception, to bring children into this world. And my feeling is we want the children to be able to come without these alien, these are dark force influences. 
You know, I, I love how Julie, last week she was on how she started her book with the smashing of her cell phone saying, die, dark force machine, die. Okay, she understood, as many of us now do, this is a dark force energy. It is designed to destroy us. And when we are wanting to bring children to the earth, we have to consider trying to protect them from these very dark influences. I recently put out a webinar. I don't know if if I sent this to you, Keith, or not. I really should, but I'm doing a webinar on December 5th on prenatal trauma and its impact on the rest of our lives. And I just want to say as briefly as I can about this, but it may take a few minutes. I realized after studying prenatal and birth trauma and coming to terms with my own prenatal and birth trauma, I had been in a womb with a smoking mother. Amongst other things, she smoked cigarettes. And at some point I came to the conclusion, because I was living on Maui when I was doing the depth of this healing, and there was um, cane burning going on nine months out of the year where there was these huge black plumes of smoke and ash and plastic flying up into the air and then down on the ground. I realized we are creating, recreating the toxic womb in mass, all of us that were living in toxic wombs have recreated that very experience, which is an experience of not being able to escape the poison that we are being um, hit with. Because we can't get out of the womb, although may, many babies will, they'll hightail it out of the womb three months early. Right, just to try to save their lives from the poison. Well, this is now going on with children who have been exposed to radiation all through their life in the womb. They're being exposed to these extremely harmful, painful, loud, because it's ultrasonic, okay, loud, damaging frequencies while they're in the womb. They're being irradiated through ultrasound and wireless devices. And now these people have come of age, teens and 20s, and have recreated their toxic womb, which is a completely irradiated environment. There is very hard to find an escape away from it. So understanding the impact of what happens to us During the first nine months, while we are in formation and learning about our world and how that plays out for the rest of our lives, if we don't bring it to consciousness and heal it, this is critical to our understanding so that we can transform what we are doing. You know, it's an unconscious reenactment of our early trauma. And we're always doing this in an attempt to try to resolve it, to try to bring the original trauma to consciousness and heal it. So I think a lot of people um, unsubscribed when I sent out the webinar about prenatal trauma 
And I do think it's because I included in the bullets, in my bullet point, exposure to ultrasonic and wireless radiation is part of what is traumatizing the incoming children. Keith, did I send you, I need to send this to you, a homeopath. I hope to have him on later in the month or early next month, who had treated, um, he created a, a homeopathic remedy with ultrasonic, the water was exposed to ultrasound. Okay, and had reported on what the people experienced who took this remedy that was exposed to ultrasonic frequencies. And it is so clear from what he wrote that these children are terrified, that they believe they will never be harmed, that that they'll never be the same, they'll never be able to be what they were originally designed to be from the exposure. It's very... Go ahead. Yes, please. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that, that sounds very interesting to me. I would really like to uh, hear what that person has to say. And I realize that not everybody is um, understanding of what homeopathy is, but um, there are actually homeopathic remedies for things like Wi-Fi, where the... Um, medication, if you will, the homeopathic medication has been exposed to Wi-Fi. And then there's radar and there's different types of radar. So it doesn't surprise me that somebody has put something together for uh, ultrasound. That's that's very interesting. Let me just read you a couple of the comments, okay? I feel invaded, disrespected, raw, and exposed. This energy creates fear. I hear children screaming in silence. Somebody else that took the remedy says, I cannot handle to be in public anymore. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Let me go on to this one. You see a screen image without a soul. This is how a soul is taken. The heart of a living being sacrificed on the altar of technology. This is what people are experiencing. Another one says, is nothing sacred or holy anymore like creation or nature? You are exposing mystery, the mystery of life. You think this is the beginning. It is the end. You think you are saving lives. How many have you harmed? Wow, that is really heartbreaking. I mean, it's unbelievable. I I have a sense of great vulnerability, and I feel helpless. I feel totally helpless. I cannot do anything about what is happening to me. All right, this is just from ultrasound. Ultrasound is much heavier than wireless. Okay, it's, it's much more dangerous and harmful. Can you imagine... Because children are supposed We gotta go to break. We'll be right back after the break. As we join together in synergy, we're invited to live our divinity. It's the birth of a new way on planet Earth. We welcome this new day on planet Earth. It's the birth of a new Homeowners, 
Are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pastures meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low-quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms of the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Welcome back, everybody. Keith and I were just having a very interesting discussion behind the scenes. Um, we have a caller, Keith. Let's take her, and then we'll go back to the discussion we were privately having. Lynn in Maryland, what would you like to say? Thank you so much, Janice, and thank you to your guest, Keith. I appreciate you both. Um, I actually heard something Wednesday night. I got three quick things, and then I'll just mute so I can listen. Um Wednesday night on WTOP radio, which is local radio here, traffic and news, um, they it was the middle of the night, and they had a little blurb about male infertility and cell phone use, and that 
Now, they actually said, oh, it has nothing to do with if you keep the phone, your phone on your body. It's the number of times you use your phone. So two phone calls a day, not a problem. 20 phone calls a day, male infertility. I'm like, you know, I know, but at least, you know, it got out there. But also, every time I hear this, I think of you, and I didn't write down the name of the nonprofit, but that's on WMAL Radio 105.9 here in the evenings I hear it, and it's about a nonprofit that has to do with pregnancy centers, and for $28 or whatever the donation they're asking for, you know, that way you can offer a sonogram to pregnant women so they don't have abortions to save a life, and they don't give out a phone number, or believe me, I'd call every time I heard it. And then lastly, a couple weeks ago, there was a Senate meeting, a committee meeting, and the panelists were assuring the senators that they were working hard and fast to make sure everybody in this country has access to wireless, the internet, and IP phone service, and especially in all the rural areas. So, you know, I don't know about anybody else, but I call Capitol Hill all the time and say, stop it. I want my freedom. I do not want to be forced on the Internet. I don't use wireless. I'm not on, I don't have a cell phone anymore, and I don't even use the Internet. So I don't want to be forced. I want my, my civil rights to function in society without having to use the Internet or wireless. Thank you. Thank you. These are very important comments. Um, Keith, I wonder if you have anything you want to respond to, to Lynn. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Lynn, for, for calling in and, and for the concerns that you've expressed. I got a, an email just this morning from a client of mine, and he told me, um, he said, I heard something the other day that I thought might interest you. A friend of mine was working as a roofer in Seattle a couple of years ago and interacted with a signal tower installation crew while they were installing 5G arrays on a rooftop, all members of the crew, and he thinks it was a seven men, um, none of them had sons, only daughters. And so we, we, um, we had a little discussion about that. And that, of course, you know, um, it reminded me of the book Countdown by Dr. Shauna Swan. And there is nothing about EMF in the book Countdown, but it does deal with environmental toxins that are affecting fertility, and part of that is um, babies are dying in the womb. Yep. And preferentially, I'm given to understand from Dr. Swan's writing in this book, preferentially the males, but of course, um, or the or Males first and then the females. But um, yeah, so that's one one uh, one comment that I would have. And Let me respond to that before you go to your next comment. The boys are more sensitive. For example, boys um, are autistic at least four times more than girls. So there's something about male development that makes the boys much more vulnerable to this energy. Their boys and girls are equally vulnerable to becoming infertile from this energy. And we also know that two 15-minute blasts to the adult male scrotum of ultrasound, and you have, you have a total stoppage of sperm production. Two 15-minute exposures stop sperm production. They're using it as a form of contraception. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah I, I, I completely agree. And, you know, there's a historical precedent, um, Janice, and I know you're aware of this, but back in World War II, the men, before they would go on shore leave, um, would give themselves a, quote, treatment um, in front of the radar. And uh, that way they would be infertile for, for a time. This part is, of, this part is of the... Oh, go ahead. This is in Paul Broder's book, right? Um, Paul Broder, it's, I don't... it's also... He passed away recently, by the way, but it, yeah. it's also in um, Furstenberg's book um, discusses this. So there, there is... Um, you know, there is a history behind this. What I don't think your average person is aware of is how much difference proximity makes. So if you have a very strong source like a radar or a smart meter or a cell tower, we all know that those are no good. You know, it's reflected in such diverse places as... Um, we got 10 seconds, Keith. Okay, well, I'll I'll, I'll wrap it up, but... Don't underestimate the power of your cell phone, and it transmits when you're not having calls. It's transmitting all the time. Right on. All right, we'll be right back after the break. And Frank, let's skip the last break. Thank you. truth you're listening to republic broadcasting network real news real talk real people because you can handle the truth hey there are you gonna wait till the cows come home to get your new ease off drop and lift what in the world is an ease off drop and lift Our Ease-Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the Ease-Off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shiloji hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shiloji Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shiloji as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shiloji by other names. Shilojit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shiloji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shiloji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. 
Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach or a favorite song from the past or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To learn more about this amazing breakthrough, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. I do want to jump right back in. Thank you. So I want to go further with Lynn's commentary. Okay, with respect to the pro-life movement and the encouragement of exposing babies to ultrasound so that their mothers may change their mind about having an abortion. Keith and I were just talking about this behind the scenes that well, why don't you say what you were saying, Keith, that that's right. Women do change their minds, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I have been exposed for many, many years to courageous and um, loving women who are working every day in clinic settings where they're offering mothers, you know, women who are pregnant, the, the thought of not aborting their babies and honoring that, that creation that has, has been given to them within their bodies. And here's the thing is, for years, they have known that they can bring a woman in who is planning on having an abortion and if they are able to show the woman that there is a life within them and let them hear the heartbeat and let them see the image of the child on a monitor, a large percentage will change their mind um, about having an abortion. However, uh, Janice brings up the thought that is ultrasound healthy for the baby? Are there double-blind, placebo-controlled studies that have followed both mother and child for 20 years that show, yeah, in fact, they, they live much healthier and more robust lives? I mean, do we have that with thousands and thousands of participants, or did we just at some point say, hey, this is good for everybody, let's go ahead and do it. So this is a, an incredibly 
complex topic, and we were just kind of touching on that during break. I was also saying it goes to a deeper level because women that are going in for an abortion obviously have had a sexual encounter that was not, there was no interest in creating life. There may have been a subconscious interest in creating life, but consciously these two people did not approach each other with the intent to create life. And in this, there is a massive spiritual problem because many of these children are not wanted. Many of these children will suffer as a result of being in a womb where they are not wanted. This shows up in the lungs. This is called, there's discovery shock. There's all kinds of shock that can happen as a result of being not wanted. My prenatal trauma webinar is very important. Okay, so we need to get a handle on sex. We need to understand the way we've been manipulated to use sexual pleasure as a substitute for enduring human love and also to sort of use it as a form of medication for a life that's otherwise unhappy. Let's have sex and pretend that'll make everything all better. Or let's have sex and pretend that we're making love or are we pretending that this is love and then creating life. So with the pro-life movement, I've reached out to them numerous times to tell them ultrasound is hurting the babies. These babies can end up dead in the womb. These babies can end up damaged in a variety of ways, including autism, other neurological problems, bone damage, treacher collins, um, charge syndrome. There's all kinds of things happening as a result of the radiation exposure from the ultrasound, not to mention infertility, both male and female. So this is not a very good solution to get people to stop aborting, to get people to stop aborting. We need to go to the root of what's driving them to have sex the way that they're doing it and to create life in such a haphazard and careless way. There's no consciousness. This is the deepest root of the problem. So, and then there was a third piece that I don't remember that Lynn was talking about. Do you remember what the third piece was? Something about, do you remember... Keith, what the third piece was she mentioned. I'm sorry, I I started taking notes, but uh, I did not capture the third point. Okay, well, we we need to understand the points that Lynn was making, which is, it's all out there, folks. It's all being pushed, and there's a pretense going on about that this is okay, that this is safe, that this is beneficial. Right? Like you said, Keith, behind the scenes, you said... People believe they're doing the right thing, that they're doing good things for their children. That's why they do this. That's what they're told. Now we're learning none of this is good. Another topic to bring up is people also believe that if they bring in these ridiculous harmonizing technologies into their house, right, all the scalar wave technologies, all this, you know, Shanghai and... um, Organite, that somehow this is going to be safe. They're also using tetrahertz frequencies in these wands, terahertz frequencies. 
that are in the trillions of hertz as a form of healing. This is what's going on in our world. Keith, talk to us about these harmonizing technologies. And if you understand the danger of the terahertz wands and these frequencies, please talk about that as well. Yeah, well, um, this is one of my favorite things to um, talk about because I take it personally. Um, I tell people who are interested in my story, I say, look, I'm a 38-year survivor of electromagnetic poisoning. The problem is that I didn't know what I was battling for 33 of those years. And I had the opportunity to talk to Julia as well. Boy, she she is really something, isn't she? And yeah. And um, in the course of our interview, she was kind of unraveling. Wow, how? When did this manifest itself in my life? And I honestly think that she had a realization during the interview that oh my gosh, this poisoning that I was able to identify later may have began um, when I was in in school. So we're talking about harmonizers, and the reason it it uh, makes me indignant when I hear people who I think should know better peddling useless things instead of doing the one thing that needs to be done. Yep. It makes me indignant because there are real people suffering. Yep. There are probably a huge multitude of people who don't realize, you know, like I said, it took me 33 years to figure out um, that, that, that this was a, a type of poisoning that I was addressing. But And believe me, I am not coming from a position of, oh, I know so much and I'm so wise and whatnot, because we lost, my wife and I lost almost everything during that last period of time. 10, 12 years ago when for the first time in my life I was brought to the point where I could not work. I'd been doing meaningful work since I was 11 years old. So to be in that position, you know, from this electromagnetic poisoning, and that's when um, I became aware of what the problem was. And I'm talking about my weakness here. Even though I have a background in science and a degree and um, careers that I've spent in that I bought a harmonizer. I spent a thousand dollars when a thousand dollars would be like a hundred thousand dollars to a normal person. We had so little money we couldn't afford an ice cream, and I spent a thousand bucks on a harmonizer. And the ad copy was brilliant. And the person who made the recommendation was somebody that I respected and looked up to in the alternative medicine community. And it just fills me with um, righteous indignation that people are not doing the one thing they need to do. And instead, they're talking about harmonizing and neutralizing and scalar waves and all this happy nonsense. Um, and, And of course, now in the work that I do as an EMF consultant, I, by God's grace, have the meters and whatnot, where I can, I can see uh, visibly. There is no reduction in your actual exposure to exactly. this environmental toxin. Exactly. So that's that's a little bit of how I feel about the harmonizer thing. 
you 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 temper your you temper it so well, Keith. You know, I really respect that about you. <laughs> but what is Keith saying? What is the one thing that needs to be done, Keith? Oh my gosh. Well, any environmental illness, and again, you know, not a doctor, blah blah, all that kind of stuff. Not medical advice, but my understanding um, from, say, for example. Uh, Dr. Neil Nathan's book, Toxic, Heal Your Body, or any of a number of other books that deal with environmental illness. Um, And his Heal Your Body book is Mold Toxicity, Lyme Disease, Multiple Chemical Sensitivity, and um, EMF Poisoning. He doesn't call it that, but that's what it is. The the, the one thing you have to do is you have to remove yourself from the toxic environment, (laughs) Right. Exactly. It, it is the obvious thing right in front of people's eyes, but folks do not know how to do that. They don't have a guide that helps them understand what safe housing looks like, what um, some different decisions on their part can do. You know, and, yeah, I want to interject right here because I have been putting out, last year I did a webinar on this topic, how to create a radiation-safe environment on in your home with a demonstration of how to make changes in your home, even showing a canopy. If you can't move, you get a Faraday canopy large enough to spend time in there. There, That costs $44 to watch the webinar. On my website, you just buy it and I send it to you. You can watch it whenever you want, as many times as you want. Why aren't people doing this? It's not It's not like the information's not available. My listeners know it's available on my website for cheap. You'd have to spend three to $500 for a building biologist to come in and tell you what to do. I even showed you how to do it in the webinar. So this is frustrating. And what are we saying? It's easier for people. They don't want to give up their wireless devices. They want to get the harmonizer instead so they don't have to make changes. Right? You know what? I, I uh, Yeah, I so much agree with what you're saying there. And I did an episode on uh, my audio podcast, and we talked in great detail about why people want to pretend that there's no harm to electromagnetic radiation. And I think I listed five or six different um, different things, different reasons. And one reason certainly is because everybody's doing it. But just like in the first century in Rome, they had a civilization based around lead and they actually heated their grapes in lead pots. And the research says that the average person, men, women, and children of all social levels was consuming 20 milligrams of lead per day. So everybody was doing it. In that culture and in that time, people drank wine. They didn't drink water. They didn't drink, you know, any of the other things that we think about today. So there's an example of everybody doing it that that didn't turn out very well. And other examples are that people want to believe that if this stuff was bad, they would tell us about it. Or if this was bad, they wouldn't sell it to us in stores. And the medical community has a part to play, an important part to play in this. And that is that they remain ignorant of um, 
the harm by and large. And I'm not saying all members of the medical community, but it's so rare to find people who actually understand the toxicity of electromagnetic radiation. So, yeah, I think that's a big topic of why people are not willing to look at this rationally. In the medical medical establishment, there is a huge cover-up going on. And absolutely, the people at the top know. They know. They absolutely 100% know what this technology is doing and what their so-called you know, diagnostic and therapeutic machines are doing. This is killing people. Their medicine is killing people. And they know this, the people at the top. And there's a lot of doctors who also know, like the doctor I went to in 2018, who said I was schizophrenic. Oh, my gosh. Do I ever hear that from my clients often? It's absolutely outrageous. Yeah. What is the history of gaslighting? And they backed him up. The medical establishment backed him up when I filed a complaint against him. All right. This is the disease of today's medical establishment. I just wanted to make a comment about lead because what we're finding out now is all this fuss about lead in the walls, in the paint. It turns out that lead is totally protective (laughs) against the radiation. It can't get through walls with lead paint. And this may be, just maybe, part of why they're saying we have to get rid of the lead paint and we've got to, you know, chip it off the walls. And Because they want us dead, basically. They want the radiation to get through our homes, into our bodies, so that we die. Well, my favorite fun fact about lead is they used to... Um, labor over establishing you know what small levels can you be exposed to without harm and i believe the consensus of opinion in the medical community now is that there is no safe level of exposure to lead and you know what dr neil cherry knew this back in the year 2000 about say rf radiation for example the only known safe level of exposure is zero. Exactly. That's, that's called radio frequency, microwave, and millimeter wave frequencies. In that order, because when you go from radio frequency to microwave, there's more pulsing faster more um, spinning of your water molecules and your oxygen molecules. As you get into the the millimeter wave, we're talking, you know, whipsawing the polarity of your cells a trillion times per second or more. Millimeter waves are terahertz. Terahertz goes up to three trillion hertz. And people are putting these wands on their body. And saying this is healing me. So what happens when you're exposed to these frequencies is your body will muster up a healing response. It will muster up all of its resources to that area to try to heal the damage that has just been inflicted by exposure to these frequencies. So people say, see, I'm being healed. But you see, your body can't do that long term 
you will go down from repeated exposure. You will exhaust your resources and your adrenal system will collapse at some point from all the effort. You know much about millimeter waves, Keith, the 5G, because everybody makes such a big deal about 5G. What about well, the rest of the, the the rest of the man-made spectrum? Yeah, and I, I think this is a huge topic. We could talk for hours about this, but I was um, I was invited to be part of the beta test group for the first meter to hit the market that had adequate sensitivity and adequate accuracy to be able to look at these millimeter waves. So I'll just make a couple of comments real quick because I know we're getting short. We're only an hour. Is that correct, Janice? Yeah, we only have about probably five or so more minutes, maybe six. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just make a couple of brief comments if that's all right. Um, first of all, 5G is not um, the only source of millimeter wave exposure. Check out either my audio podcast or my YouTube channel and look for environmental millimeter wave exposures not associated with 5G telephony. And what you'll find out is that in grocery stores throughout this area, and I can only assume the entire United States, you can't walk in the door without millimeter wave exposure. Right on. And in roadways, um, even if you're living near a road, the millimeter wave uh, radar from vehicles can go right through the glass. So it's evident to me that millimeter wave deployment began many, many years ago so that when I was selected as a beta tester for this meter, I was shocked and uh, dismayed at how much millimeter wave radiation that we have. And I'll mention that um, the higher the frequency, the more energetic. So I think that's why RF in general gets so much attention and then within the area of RF when you begin to look at millimeter wave what we can say is that though the higher the frequency the more energetic so I'm of a mind that zero exposure is what's appropriate yeah so the higher the frequency meaning going from radio frequency to microwave to millimeter wave when you say more energetic I'm assuming that's more damaging I know Martin Paul calls it more biologically activating. <laughs> I think that's a very good way to put it. <laughs> so, yeah, people are foolish enough to get the 5G frequencies on their phones, and now they're, they're promoting the 60 gigahertz um, millimeter wave frequency, right? And, yeah, that and madness. The oxygen molecules are going to start being whipsawed, and people are going to die. And there's a very clever, uh, a very clever element to this attack, which the, the millimeter wave attack. And the clever element there is that people become focused just on millimeter wave. We've got to win that battle. We've got to stop 5G. And they equate 5G with millimeter wave. Never mind, it's in cars and supermarkets. You see, what we've had up to this point is not okay. <laughs> 1G is when I became sick. I just didn't correlate it. 2G is bad. 3G is bad. 4G is bad. You know, every bit of it, terrestrial radar, um, broadcast, 
television, public safety, communications infrastructure, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, cell phones, baby monitors, every bit of it is is not okay. Uh, so we can't lose our focus on all of those things just for the sake of looking at millimeter wave. Of course, millimeter wave is terrible. Of course, nobody wants to be exposed to it. But the battle is much bigger than that. We can't be distracted. Well, most people also like to focus on 5G as the problem so that they can hold on to what they've got already. The addiction is huge. Convenience, amusement, and stimulation are the bait that has entrapped the majority of those who bear the image of God, the majority of you and I. Convenience, amusement, and stimulation, that's the reason most people won't give up their smart devices, in my opinion. Yeah, it's also there's demonic influence on the mind coming through these frequencies. These frequencies are are literally, the, there's, there's dark energies riding in on these waves in the same way that pornography can control you when you use it enough, so can the frequencies that are coming through these devices. So we need to be aware that there is um, very strong manipulation. We only have 30 seconds left, Keith. What is your website and your podcast, please? Where can people find you? My website is emfremedy.com. The name of my podcast, you can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume audio podcasts. It's also called EMF Remedy. And my YouTube channel is at, can you guess, EMF Remedy. So that'll make it easy. All right. That's great, Keith. Thank you. And my website is birthofanewearth.com. You can always go to my website and check out that um, webinar I did on how to create a radiation-safe home environment. Keith, thanks a lot for coming back. I appreciate having you on. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Frank, for your your great work with me. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I'll be back again next week with another very important day. All right. Bye for now. Broadcasting.org. Smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the United with States. anti-Semitic remarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're jiggling juice, we used to say, yeah. the dancing Israelis. Uh, so even the Republicans now are compromising and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? Like, what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. 
guys handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.